0: It's Thursday, September the 9th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist, sponsored by TD Ameritrade. Coming up, the Taliban government's first day in office and COVAX underdelivers. delivers. First, the World in Brief. The Taliban's new government took office with the acting Prime Minister, Mohamed Hassan Akund, proclaiming that, quote, the era of bloodshed in Afghanistan is over. He also urged officials who fled the country to return. A rally by women demanding representation in the new administration was shut down. The Taliban says protests are illegal. The new government has also re-established a ministry for the, quote, propagation of virtue and the prevention of vice. After details of the new regime were announced, China offered it $31 million in aid, including food and COVID-19 vaccines. Funds from other sources are mostly on hold. COVAX, a sharing scheme to get vaccines to mostly poor countries, said it would deliver about a quarter fewer COVID-19 jabs than anticipated this year. India's export restrictions, manufacturing snags and regulatory delays for unapproved shots are to blame. COVAX is now set to release about 1.4 billion doses for delivery in 2020, short of its target of 2 billion. Rodrigo Duterte, the President of the Philippines, accepted the nomination of his party to stand as Vice President in next year's elections. The Constitution bars him from a second term as President. Christopher, quote, bon Go, a Senator and ally, turned down the chance to be his running mate. His daughter, Sarah Duterte Carpio, the Mayor of Davao City, just as her father once was, is another popular contender. The trial of those accused of organising and perpetrating the terrorist attacks on the Bataclan Concert Hall and other venues in Paris in 2015 started Wednesday amid extremely high security. The only surviving member of the assailant group, Salah Abdus Salam, identified himself as a quote Islamic State soldier before the court. In all, there are 20 defendants. The trial in Paris is due to last about 9 months. The Biden administration said it wants solar power to provide 40% of America's electricity by 2035, up from 3% today. Last year, 15 gigawatts of solar capacity were added. That will have to reach 30 gigawatts a year until 2025, then 60 gigawatts annually until 2030 to achieve the goal. Much depends on Congressional Democrats passing their $3.5 trillion budget, which allocates money for climate change adaptation. America's labor market reported that job openings reached 10.9 million in July, up from 10.2 million in June, a record high and evidence of an acute worker shortage. Healthcare and food services are particularly short-staffed. Nearly 6 million more Americans are unemployed than before the pandemic, probably because they seek higher pay, fear contagion or lack the right skills for the jobs available. The European Union rejected fresh calls from Britain to renegotiate the Northern Ireland Protocol, a contentious slice of the Brexit deal that keeps Northern Ireland within the EU's customs union. Britain claims the arrangement is not working and announced on Monday that it was further postponing the implementation of border checks on goods crossing into the province from the mainland and fact of the day 30% the number of female hummingbirds with male-like coloration male birds are often colorful and ornate why females are sometimes colorful too is more of a mystery and now here's today's agenda up in a cloud of aerosol e-cigarettes in america Today, the Food and Drug Administration will announce whether makers of e-cigarettes and other vaping products can continue to sell them. In perhaps the first sign of a coming crackdown, the agency recently ordered three firms to take 55,000 of their wares off the market. Their flavoured offerings, including apple crumble and cinnamon toast cereal, enticed young people more than they benefited adult smokers, the FDA argued. There is a decent chance that a similar fate awaits Juul, the industry giant. Some 3.6 million youngsters use e-cigarettes, most cite the flavors as the appeal. Critics have accused the FDA of failing to stop a public health calamity. Then at least 19 people died after vaping with illicit products containing cannabis extract, prompting an FDA investigation. As part of the review, which began last year, more than 500 firms submitted applications for some 6.5 million products. Despite the risks, e-cigarettes are less harmful and addictive than the combustible kind. That means regulators must strike a fine balance, help smokers to quit while deterring a new generation of nicotine addicts. Take and Give China's Economy Earlier this year, China's ruling party celebrated a swift bounce back from the pandemic as well as the eradication of abject poverty. But the triumphalism has since been tempered by a combination of COVID lockdowns and regulatory crackdowns on excesses in the property market and the internet economy. Investors are now looking for reassurance. On Monday, President Xi Jinping's economic advisor provided some solace by extolling private enterprise. And China's exports, which grew by over 25% in August year-on-year, have benefited from rival Vietnam's own struggles with COVID. Over the same period, consumer prices rose by only 0.8%, according to figures out today. That should allow China to offset its regulatory tightening with more fiscal and monetary easing, quote, micro-takes and macro-gives, as Goldman Sachs, a bank, puts it. Investors will be hoping that in the rest of the year, macro-gives a little more and micro-takes a little less. A Long Road Integrating Belarus with Russia In December 1999, Alexander Lukashenko, the President of Belarus, signed a treaty with Russia promising a quote, union state of the two countries, with 30 quote, roadmaps to get there. The road taken since, however, has been full of detours. Now Mr. Lukashenko is weak after a particularly thuggish year, replete with stolen elections, crushed uprisings, an extraterritorial mischief, resulting in a deluge of Western sanctions. Speculation is thus mounting ahead of his meeting today with Vladimir Putin, Russia's president. Russia, which in 2019 made its energy subsidies to Belarus contingent on further integration, will be pleased to see the old roadmaps top the agenda. A Belarusian official claimed that the 22-year process has quote, come to the finish line. That portends such an alignment of laws and institutions that Belarus would be essentially absorbed by its neighbour. Joint military exercises between the countries, beginning tomorrow, reinforce the point. But sceptics wonder if there will be yet more bumps in the road. Out of sight. Culture wars in London. Like America, Britain is reckoning with the markers of its own unsavoury history. Oliver Dowden, the Culture Secretary, has implored institutions to quote, retain and explain artefacts linked to slavery or colonialism. The Bank of England, however, recently removed several portraits and busts depicting former executives connected to the slave trade from its headquarters and museum, including James Bateman, one of the bank's founding directors. Mr. Dowden's pleas have been ignored elsewhere in the capital too. The City of London Corporation, the governing body of London's financial district, plans to remove statues of William Beckford, a slave and plantation owner, and Sir John Cass, a senior member of the Royal African Company. Bigger changes loom. London's Mayor, Sadiq Khan, has set up a commission to review the capital's public art. Mr. Khan claims it is not about erasing history, but rather making sure street names and statues reflect the city's diversity. A New Game Plan America's National Football League The NFL returns to screens today. Its 2021-22 season is set to be the biggest ever. As part of a $110 billion broadcasting deal signed earlier this year, The league offered its media partners an additional round of games, changing a schedule that has stood for more than 30 years. The NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell, believes this makes everyone a winner. Teams will get more matchday income and more regular lucrative overseas fixtures. Broadcasters get more game minutes to screen. The nascent legal gambling scene will have more bets to offer. There are snags, however. Players wanted another rest week to reduce the likelihood of injuries. Measures of greatness, such as passing the ball 5,000 yards, 4,572 meters in a season, the statistics by which athletes are tracked and traded, will become more common. But the NFL is continually evolving. The season-closing Super Bowl was once just another Sunday afternoon match. Now it is the biggest date in the American sporting calendar. Summer Quiz, Week 8 It is the last chance to beat our baristas in the Summer Quiz. Today, your challenge is to give all four of this week's daily answers and tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 5pm BST on Thursday to editor-espresso at economist.com We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown one winner per continent on Friday. Thursday. Which dance style was made famous by Chubby Checker, who is set to be 80 next month? And what theme links this week's answers? Finally, here's the quote of the day from Cardinal Richelieu. Nothing is as dangerous for the state as those who would govern kingdoms with maxims found in books.